This podcast is a product of the 4th and Inches Network. A podcast network designed to keep Husky fans up to date on their favorite programs around UW. Enjoy the show and go dogs. Go dogs. Go dogs. Hey Husky fans, welcome back to the Noah Dickerson Show from the 4th and Inches Network. My name is Trevor Mueller and of course with me is Noah Dickerson. And Noah Washington goes to the Mountain Schools, splits they win in Colorado, sweeping the series against the Buffs in a win of 75-72, and then uh, just come out really flat against Utah. The Utes beat them 86-61. Let's start on the positive side. What did you see against Colorado? That was uh, really – it was a three-game win streak uh, there out in Boulder. So uh, what did they do well uh, in Colorado? Yeah, so we all know Brooks went off. Like on the offensive end, yeah. But um, I I also thought so. One of the main things that bit them in the foot is um, I think they had twenty turnovers that game, and some of them like that pressure really hurt them, especially when they started pressing up and and pressuring the ball and out of bounds and doing stuff like that. And like you can, you can tell you can tell they um uh they were getting rattled a little bit because they were they were having careless turnovers. Yeah, but, uh, 22 turnovers on the game as opposed to 13 by the Buffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, like, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. 20 turnovers, over above 20 turnovers, you're you losing. You know? Yeah. But they found a way to win, especially on the road, which is a, which is a difficult thing to do. Um, But they uh they seem calm and collected because, honestly speaking, I, uh, watching the game, I feel like they were in control for most of the game. They're, yeah, they're, oh, for sure. They're in complete control of the game, uh, offensively, defensively. You know, Brooks Brooks having twenty five really does help. Mm-hmm. <laughs> having yeah. twenty, but um, but but yeah, I I I thought it was a good quality win, especially just because Colorado. I feel like is going to be right next to UW in the standings once the year's over with. Yeah, probably it seems like it, and so um, and so uh, and so yeah. I felt like uh, uh, just watching this, just like watching the game. Um, they like just even watching the game. I I, I just oh, I I never thought they were gonna lose. I felt like they were in cruise control once they got the lead, and they 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 stay calm and collected even with the turnovers. They, they keep the lead even when they were coming back. Yeah, a couple of things to kind of build on what you're talking about. First off, this isn't the Colorado teams that you played. No, yeah. uh, these not... one, the, these guys. When I thought of Colorado, especially you know, uh, just even a few years ago, they were veteran and they were really talented. And not this, not this, not that this team isn't talented, but Colorado seemed to find ways to win games like this. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, no, yeah. I mean, I balance with you. Colorado usually got a pro or two on the roster. That's really yeah, like, <laughs> that's what he yeah. wanted to do. He's got an NBA player in the in the rough. Uh, I, I feel like I feel like I've lost a bunch of games like that to Colorado, just close yeah. games, especially in Colorado. Right, uh, and you had said that it takes about a half to get used to the elevation there. Yeah, about a half, about a half. That first after that first four minutes is deadly. Oh, oh my god, that first four minutes. Is <laughs> um, you know, one of the other things about this game, just looking at the contributors to this game, it's a lot of guys that weren't on the roster again this year. And even some of the guys that have been on the roster, you don't see in the stats in the, in getting minutes. 
Mm-hmm. Um, PJ Fuller, who was played very sparingly last year, is still in there. He's his role's been diminished down to he had 15. Cole Badgham was really the only one from years past that's still getting a lot of uh, run. He ended up with five, eight, and two. I'm sorry, eight, five, and two. Um, but everybody else is a newcomer. And you said something that uh, I thought was really interesting. You were talking about how Washington, you felt like, was in control of this game. They were able to, towards the end of the game, um, outlast Colorado, who did really make a run at the end with some of the careless turnovers Washington had. Um, it clearly didn't translate because they came out really flat against Utah. But, you know, in your experience, when you're up pretty comfortable and a team starts coming back there in the last few minutes, what are the conversations like in that situation? And, uh, you know, how did Was- how did you feel Washington did in that situation? So, so those are the worst prime situations because everything's going to fall. Like, everything, yeah. everything, like, everything's going to fall. And, and like, basketball, for, like, so, so when I was that age, I didn't think about it this way. But now that I'm older, after watching so much more basketball, I think about it this way. Basketball is a game of runs. Yeah. Like, like you see in the NBA, a 20-point lead is not safe. Right. You know what I mean? College, a 15-point lead is not safe. I, college, you're not shooting. College is more like the. It's more like Europe. So like, as you're not shooting the ball at the same volume as a shooting three ball. It's the same volume as an NBA. So yeah, it's a twenty point lead is a little bit safer, but um, but fifteen point lead is not safe. And so teams gonna go on that run, and every team does it. And uh, and at that point, it's like, all right, you just gotta weather the storm because they're gonna hit shots. Going to hit shots, you just got to make sure that they're tough shots, and you got to make sure that you rebound. And then yeah. you know it, it's nice to score at the other end, on, on score on the other end. But if if you can't, it's just make sure take as much time as possible to get them to shoot that shot on the other end and just rebound the ball. But that's really the uh, that's really the main thing is make sure you just make sure they take tough shots. Yeah, and Washington was able to do just enough to uh, come out with a three point win, which. Uh, you know, feeling pretty good, winning three in a row, beating the Bay Area schools, which you should, and then a team that's right around you in the standings, uh, I think is is really important. But then comes one of the top four teams in the conference. Uh, they head to Utah, who's right now second in the conference behind UCLA with um, uh, with a seven and three conference record, fourteen and seven overall. They've been playing really well as of late. And every time Washington has had the opportunity to play uh, an upper echelon team, even going back to some of the energy around uh, Auburn coming to Seattle, uh, Washington just frankly falls flat on their face. And when they're up against a team that's, that's better than them. Um, Can you give some insight into this, you know, 20 over, uh, you know, 27 point loss? Yeah. So, Again, you you can tell Utah's a very well coached team. You can uh, you can tell that by uh, if you watch the game and you see how the defense is set up. You see that it goes if the ball's at the top of the key. You see their help man is the, their help man is at the high post on both sides. Like they pack it in, and they're always there for help, and they close out great on shoes. Especially uh, that's how I play UW because we're not the best shooting team. Yeah. Like at all ever, so it's like plug, <laughs> plug in, plug in the, uh, plug in the holes and help on the drives, especially on Brooks, and that's what they, and that's what they did. 
Um, I felt like in that game, it was uh, UW wasn't moving the ball as well or as much, and they were sticking on the same side, trying to go too much one on one before the defense is moving, before like the lanes are open. And so, um, and so that's like that's why I felt like it, it really was. Uh, after I remember the, uh, in the first half, they went up like 17, 18. UW came back and cut it back down to single digits. Yeah. It was it was a hundred percent lengthness that Langston came in and brought a whole bunch of energy. He had yeah. points, but he was on the defensive end. He was really really impactful. But uh, that was probably the only the only bright side for me on uh, as a team. But like just offensively, it wasn't you know like I said they only you only scored eighty four points right. Uh, Utah it's scored eighty six. Yeah. 80, so something like that. You, I mean, we used to want to hold guys at seventy four. Like that's not much more. It's not that many more points than you, uh, than you, uh, you completely want to allow. It's like well, twelve more points, ten more points. Right. It's not that's not completely crazy. You know what I mean, but like the, on the offensive end, they just was not doing it. Like it just was like 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 they, they were able to get them out of what uh, of moving the ball. And it was all that one on, was a whole bunch of one on one stuff, and you know that, especially before the defense gets moved, like on the first side, of first side drive is not, it's not a, um, the defense is already set up. You didn't make a move or have to think or anything. Like all the help is still there. Like it's hard. Is it is it a situation that on the offensive side are they moving? When you're talking about the help being there, are they not moving fast enough? Are they moving too slow? Are they moving too fast, or are they just not in a co- cohesive rhythm? No, nah, uh, so I, I so I, I feel I like that word cohesive rhythm. That's a, uh-huh. that's a good... <laughs> 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 what, what I mean by that is, uh, so it's like let's say let's say if I'm the point guard, I bring the ball up the court. I'm in the center of the court, and I bring it up, and I'm about to start the offense. I pass it to the left, and he catches the ball. The dude will catch the ball, and thinking about it, I just passed it one time to the left hand side of the left hand side. The defense all it did was jump to the ball. Like nothing right. has happened. Like no no movement has happened. Everybody's still sitting in the same place. And then that guy catches it and tries to drive it. Nah. Yeah, so not, everybody's he, still in the same spot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Everybody's in help. It's, it's, it's not gonna be there. And when you driving kick, like it's not like the it's not like your man had had already had uh, relocated its first side like you know what I mean like he's usually in the same spot. Oh, uh, you kick it back out that their help there 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 there's a stunt man there like the like nothing happens. Yeah, like, you, it's stuck in the back. Oh, ball screen. In terms of let's say, in terms of let's say let's say you sit here. I'm the point guard. I pass it to the left, and then he waits it and he passes it back and he passes it to the right. And he passes it back to the to, uh, the point guard, and he passes it to the right. The defense is moving a little bit. All right, let's say, and then the dude cuts and replaces, like the like the point guard cuts and replaces, throws it back up to the top. Now the now the defense has moved a little bit. The point guard's in a whole different position. You know what I mean? People are moving, and people have to sit there and talk to each other. Now the help might not be so ready. Right. Now. now- yeah. Like on a very basic level, for people who haven't played at 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 a, the Division One level, but maybe played in high school, that's kind of what coaches are preaching when they're asking you to do five passes before you take a shot, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. That's a lot of passes. Five, three, but <laughs> right, right. <laughs> that's a lot of passes. But about yeah, about yeah, yeah, about get the ball moving so the defense is not set and ready, and then that's. And once the defense isn't set and ready, then then it's like anything can happen. 
And then at the college level, you see a lot of teams will do kind of that. I almost call it like the fifties pass up top where you just kind of hand the ball off in the three, the three guards usually or three around two sort of thing where they're handing it off to each other and, and moving. And that's only to get those perimeter defenders having to, uh, yeah, just move. Yeah. Move and think they're not, they're not able to just be static. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's, but that's all you have to do. That's it. Like Brooks, if, if he just did, if they did the play where, uh, they could see, if they even just ran that play just to get the defense moving so that help isn't just standing there stagnant, right. then it would be, it would, it would work out. It would, um, it would work out so much better. Just, especially even for a driver because the lane won't be so packed up. Maybe yeah, you're absolutely be- right. And and we were talking again pre-show about just the idea of this Washington offense is so predicated on one guy uh, scoring the bulk of the points. And Keon Brooks is that guy last year as Terrell Brown, like we talked about. But when the offense is so stagnant that the other guys, not that they're necessarily not scoring options, but they're not getting the defense to move to where they're going to be in advantageous spots. The defense is then able to key on Keon Brooks and hold him to a seven of 19 shooting night. Mm-hmm. No, exactly. And, and, uh, and honestly, as a, a start, it make, if you just move around a little bit, it makes it easier for everybody else. Yeah. It makes, you know what I mean? Like uh, more, it's more likely for a mistake to happen on defensive end. Okay, uh, let's say we hand the ball off. I relocated. My man went to go help, but he lost me. Yeah, he lost me because I relocated. All of a sudden, I have a wide open jump shot. Yeah. The one thing I one thing I do what I, one thing I will say is playing in Europe is way more like playing in the college. Yeah. And so and so like so like the same things work in but in, in both senses, and so um, that's why like they. I guess the older you get, the more methodical it gets, and the more easier the game is, and the right. easier to get down. And so, yeah. In retrospect, yes, it's easier for me to sit there and see what and, and see what what would help the team out very well, or what, what I think will help the team out very well. But um, but yeah, you know, that makes a lot of sense because I mean, even watching your games, it is a very college college mm-hmm. setting where the one that not that there's not one on one situations. But the game isn't predicated on being able to go one on one. Exactly, exactly. And if, we, if it is a one on one thing, it's at the end of the set. Yeah, yeah, you're after absolutely every, right. After everybody moves, and I'm gonna tell you something about the help defense here. The help is there. Yeah, and and part of that is my guess is you guys don't have a, a defense of three seconds. Yeah, violation. Mm-hmm. you can sit right. You can sit. You can sit right in there. <laughs> which I think probably on the offensive end's got to be a little bit, I guess you're used to it, but uh, got to be a little nah, bit annoying. But when you're there, annoying. it's probably pretty nice. Yeah, no, nah, it's, it's pretty annoying just, just because usually uh, uh, in the post, especially for me, like now I'm seeing the defense <laughs> loads up before I even right. catch the ball. Like it wasn't like, yeah, it's about two, three guys sitting, uh-huh. in there, sitting in my pocket before I even catch the ball. Somebody else is gonna have to beat you guys, and and unfortunately that year, this year, that isn't happening. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, Washington then comes home. They just played, uh, based on the conference standings, the number two team in the country uh, in the conference. They then have the number four team in the conference in Arizona State, and then they host number six Arizona. 
uh, on Big Fox too at two thirty p.m. So uh, a, a a primetime game at Heckad. What does Washington have to do going up against two of the better teams in the conference and one team that's one of the better teams in the country? Same thing they did against. Uh, I'm trying to think about their what I think their best game is this year, like offensively. Yeah. But um, but what I think play because I don't think they're bad defensively. Yeah. I n- I've never ever thought they was bad defensively. But um. But just off the off the offensive thing is what was for me is what's killing. Yeah, because they're really being outscored, and um, and that that, that like I said, that's that's really excuse me, that's really tough. That's really tough to um, that's really tough to beat just because you just kept getting you you keep getting outscored by people. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I have a hard time seeing them pulling either of these games out, albeit they're at home, so. You know, if they can if they can sneak a win against Arizona State, you're playing with house money against Arizona. That's kind of the the route you got to take to try to keep home court advantage. But it's going to be really tough this weekend. Uh, Noah, thanks for waking up early. It's uh, about seven o'clock a.m. your time. You got a full day ahead of you. Uh, get some coffee and go dogs. Go dogs.